Straight from South Africa. South Africa. This is the strange and mysterious world with your hosts, Lee Straightman, William Collinson, Collinson. Right, and welcome to season one, episode four of our Strange and Mysterious World podcast, straight from South Africa. We are your hosts, William Collinson and Lee Stratum. Good evening, Will. How are you doing? Hey, how's it going, Lee? Yeah, I'm good you, but So we're definitely going to be chatting about alchemy tonight. Uh, sorry, we ran, we ran a little bit past time in our last podcast, but uh, yes, definitely going to have Juliet on in a few moments. Um, but uh, yeah, so tell me a little bit about alchemy, what you know, Will. Isaac Newton was actually more into alchemy than he was actually into chemistry and physics and um um mathematics and everything he was actually a, a true alchemist he spent 80 percent of his time actually practicing alchemy um which people actually don't really um realize and um okay. and and from what what i've researched is actually more of like a purification of, of your soul um and and uh, i know a lot of people in the materialistic world keep on thinking it's it's more about Turning base metals into gold, which I, th- I I think it's more of a metaphor of like transforming your your soul um like into a, more of a divine essence of who you really are, and uh, but we will get more into that with Julia. I would love to ask her some of those questions because the books that I get it's always they're always so vague, and I mean they always go into like you know the the history of Hermes Magistus and how you know all kind of religious religious religions actually stem from um hermeticism which is uh, i think it's basically uh, um you know the basic form of alchemy and um and but in the books they never really tell you how to practice it or how to do it or like how what it really entails they just tell you like history and you know like and and how what it meant and and egyptian times and you know all the philosophy and uh you know kind of who who was a alchemist and you know about the philosopher's stone and always got you know above what is above is below and all of the kind of like the 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 cliche kind of jargon of alchemy and stuff like that but um so i mean i've been initiated into a mystery school i mean a very low um initiative at the moment but um so and and one of my most exciting things was in the mystery school is they actually teach you alchemy and how to the principles of it and the practices of it and um so i'm very keen to get into it but i, I mean I, have, I haven't really um got to that level yet uh but that's why i thought uh my god um uh when i got initiated into the mystery school the you uh, you get a god and my god is julia tiffin which we'll have just now but uh, anyway also another thing is i've, I've got this book uh dave uh Lanyon. He's one of the highest initiatives of the mystery school that I'm an initiative initiate of. Um, and he wrote this book, You Are Not Perfect the Way You Are, 11 Keys to Master Your Life by Dave Lanyon. So he's a, um, a sovereign insistimus, which means like the highest initiate um, of, of the lineage of uh, this mystery school, which is the lineage of King Solomon. And he teaches, and he's one of the main teachers of her hermetics, of hermeticism, hermetics. But um, I know in the Bible it says, you know, we are made in his image, in God's image. And then, and, and it's funny because I was having this debate with this 
Christian friend of mine, and she was saying, yeah, no, he, we made in his image like a man. But I think what they're trying to say there is that we made in his image is because we are like divine beings ourselves. So it's like we've got a bit of divinity from him because we are part of him and we've been it's like an offshoot of him. So we, we've got the divinity in us and we can find the divine essence of the of what he is inside of us. You know, so that's what I what I think. And what I find, which is so um, cool. So he says, so they emphasize that we are all um, um, gods. And the, the, the one thing I, I, I just highlighted here in the book, it says, he says, one of the things I would say if you were, in front of me talking about God and asking, why does God do this? Or why does God do that? Would be the answer rooted in hermetics. That hermetics answer would be, why aren't you doing it? You are God. Hmm. So God will always behave in accordance with you again, because you are God. So that's, I mean, that's, I think that's amazing. So yeah, why isn't God, you see a homeless person on the road and you're like, and you wonder like, okay, well, if there's a God, why isn't he helping the homeless person, but you are God. So why aren't you helping the homeless woman? Helpless mm. homeless persons. I just found that just just such a, a fantastic answer and a way to live your life. I mean, that's just one excerpt from the book. I mean, there's plenty in here, but I don't want to get into all of it because it would be um, just gone forever. But there's another one that I just love in here. It says that she says here, assume nothing so one can know everything. And he's like, and, I, and this is just the first chapter, which is on. Um, which is it's it's uh which is on discernment because it it says like especially in the mystery school they say do not believe anything we say just um do not believe anything we say just try it and if it works then and you experience it then you'll know for yourself if it's true or not mm-hmm. that's what I think it's a great way to live life because you can't just just go on about what everybody says and I mean especially in this day and age you have to have discernment like. I mean, because there's if you go onto the internet and you just there's always two sides of the story. I mean, it's just like so polarized, and and you know you you, you can't actually just believe what people are saying or like telling you. You have to experience things for yourself to actually know what the truth is. And I think that's a great mm. live life. So assume nothing, so you can know everything. I just think that is uh, um, amazing. And um, anyway, so what what is your um, so, so Lee, tell me what what is your uh, um, what do you know about my knowledge on uh, on the alchemy. Yeah, look, uh, I do know a little bit about all Hermes, Trismegistus, uh, Tris obviously being three times, uh, and Magistus being great. So we know that Hermes is the three times the great. Um, I do know that he was actually the founder, or he actually invented the Hermetic seal, which is the seal that is supposed to be like a it, it makes things. Um, um, you know, when you put a seal, it becomes airtight, and that's kind of I think what they use uh, even in, even in our bulbs today. We use uh, that type of uh, technology. So you, uh, it's an airtight seal that can that can contain gases and all sorts of stuff. So I know I know he was supposedly the inventor of that. And I know he was around in the ancient Egyptian times. Um, he's been um, associated with the god Hermes, obviously the Greek god Hermes. Uh, he was associated with the god Toth or Thoth. Uh, from uh, he was the god of uh, wisdom in Egypt, and I think he actually had some hand in um, whether whether it was association with Abraham. Um, but I, I, personally, I think Hermes dates back way, way before the Egyptians, because 
the stuff that's uh, you know that you're understanding and the spiritual things that you're talking about, it, it, it's it's taken a very long time for humanity to get to that understanding. So um, yeah, so I do understand that. I understand. I know that they they use alchemy actually in in not just spiritual, but alchemy is used physically, mentally, psychologically. Um, they use it in business. Um, I think it's uh, you know the basis of it. I think it's it's supposed to be the betterment, uh, whether it's of oneself, the betterment of your company, the betterment of whatever it is. So I know that I know that alchemy is is, is broadly used around the world for very many very many different kinds of things. But I think that the, the main thing is spiritually. I think uh, that's where we we actually need to head off if we want a better world to what we're living in currently. I think we have to actually understand what's going on spiritually and not worry too much about what the physical world is doing. So yeah. that's my quick brief understanding of alchemy. Yeah. That's true. I think, you know, being a hermit actually comes from, I must stand corrected, but I'm just Yeah, I think so. Because I know in hermetics, like to, you, you, to live a hermetic life, you obviously got to cleanse your body like and eat very healthily and cleanly so you can determine what is going on with, within your um, yourself like how you're feeling and everything and also to live a very simple lifestyle like very isolated very um you know almost like a meditative kind of lifestyle so that any changes in your your way of living you can you can monitor it and any and, and you mm. can determine what is going on like if psychologically physically i mean i don't know how you'd live in that kind of like that way in this modern day but that's i think that's where the saying being a hermit comes from mm. but um Look, I, I think you're right. I think you're, you're 100% right about that. I've I've always had an issue with that, though. Um, I know the Buddhist priests, they try to live that that style where they're kind of away from society and they, and they meditate a lot and they, you know, they, they don't associate much uh, or congregate a lot with us mere mortals. I disagree with that, though. Um, uh, in order for you to learn, in order for you to grow as whether it's a person or as a soul, you have to, as you mentioned, you have to experience life. You've got to experience the bad. You've got to experience the good. And there's no way by hiding away from everybody, you're not going to experience it. Mm. You're going to live a life of solitude. Um, you're not going to have experienced any, um, you know, some of the real bad things that can come your way and some of the real good things that can come your way. And there's no ways that your soul can progress and kind of uh, almost like going to school. You're not going to learn. If you're hidden and you hide yourself away, you're not going to learn. So that I've always had a disagreement with that, but ugh, that's just me. Oh well, that's well said. I, I think I think that's actually a good point. But on that note, let's just um, let's get Julia on the line here and uh, see what she has to say. Cool, awesome. Oh, well, Lee, meet Julia. My guard. How's it, Julia? Lee? Uh, hi, Lee. How's, how's the guard? <laughs> <laughs> it's. Is, it's, it's it, it's good. It's it's. If you can see the rain outside, you're going to see. I can see. Yeah. You're going to see um, in 45 minutes, if we're still on, it's going to be pitch black outside, and that's 4.15 in the afternoon. So, Yeah, I know. I lived in the UK for about two years, so I know, uh, you know, when it gets to, uh, when it's for pitch black at uh, two in the afternoon, I understand. <laughs> <laughs> cool. <laughs> anyway, good. Chatting about mystery schools a little bit earlier. Um, what is a mystery school? So why? You know, how many are there? What types of mystery schools are there? And, and why actually a mystery school? 
Um, they, they're, 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 they're seven on the planet right now, um, and six of them are hidden. Usually they're hidden, actually. Um, and there have been more at many earlier times in human history, but it's almost like they've been ordained over time to exist to be repositories for pure undogmatic teachings for people to discover who they are. So they've been these sort of safe castles to hold uh, unpolluted um, tools, uh, concepts, knowledge in all different fields of the esoteric metaphysics. Um, and, and they've been kept um, intact and sacred and secret, not for some nefarious reasons, but really to keep knowledge and tools that are so pure and so powerful available for literally when humans are actually ready. You know, Hermes in in one of his books speaks about, you know, when you're ready, the teacher shall appear. And mm -hmm. the mystery school's job was to hold that information for when people were ready. Um, so when a mystery school is closed, someone who trains in the mystery school will actually identify and recognize someone who is ready. And to be dead honest, there are literally sort of very light markings in the aura that you can see or sense or know. And they used to identify people like that, but they were already generally people of excellence who had already pushed themselves to, to, to discover or develop whether it was something in the arts or the sciences or, or in governance or in any fields of greatness that already taken themselves to an exalted level. Um, they'd pushed their soul, their being to that level. And then they were identified, had been ready to receive um, hidden teachings. So they could bring more to the planet, more goodness, more positivity. So yeah, they have, they are currently seven. Um, they have a very specific structure. They, they work as a system. They work with different parts of the human body with different sets of teachings. Um, they were consolidated from 13 into seven about three and a half thousand years ago. And really just, just safeguarding all the bodies of knowledge that you can possibly imagine has ever existed so that we could access it when we are truly seeking. Okay. So do you think and then, um, no, <laughs> sorry, well, what's that? No, is humanity ready now? Is that why this one is open to the public? Yeah, there were there were some. I think it was Manly P. Hall. I think Alice Bailey. They've all they've written about one of the seven opening or that would open during very particular times. And um, one of the seven opened on the seventh of the seventh, nineteen ninety seven, with a very specific planetary alignment, so massive that it shifted human consciousness in a way that we were we were now really ready to discover who we are. It doesn't mean that every single individual is at that ready of le le uh, level of readiness, but that the ground was set, so that if you wanted to plant that seed and really discover who you are, now, now you could, whereas previously it was almost like a veil or curtain was separating you from really, really knowing your personal power and your gifts and your abilities. Um, but something shifted on that date. Um, other mystery schools have opened their doors for periods of time, maybe a day, maybe a couple of decades. Um, but this particular one, it's fairly hard. Its mission is to remain open. 
so that those who are seeking can actually receive. And is this the one that opened on that date? Or which, which, yes. Yes. Yeah. I mean, bearing in mind, the mystery schools didn't have a name. They are governing certain, um, they've got certain uh, core energies that they govern. They've got certain, almost to say, responsibilities for human progression. Um, so, yeah, literally, it's been given a contemporary name just because now it exists in a world where there are websites and, and where there is Google. Um, but, yes, it, it really is one of the seven um, mystery schools that has a very specific uh, purpose to anchor spirituality into physical life. Um, and that's the one that is opened and was positioned to open. There's a question I have. So yes. looking at the world that we're currently living in, uh, let's go from probably just after the 2000s, okay? Um, prior to that, we seem to be plodding on nicely. Um, we had a, you know what I mean? It, it was the, 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 the inventions were coming slowly. The things were happening slowly. From 2000 upwards, we seem to have a boom, but the world seemed to be almost chaotic in a, in a, in a way. So my question is this, the school that's open now, the mystery school, is it, is it, is it a consequence of what's going on in the world? Well, what was going on in the world at the time? People seeing, listen, we need some sort of um, uh, direction, some sort of guide. Maybe we should open up the school to allow people so we can show them how to start living properly and we can start changing the world as it is because currently it's like really, it's not in a great place there. Um, it's a, I'm going to shift the perspective a little bit. It, it's it's um, So during the dark ages, um, it's almost as if we moved into a dark part of the universe where there was literally not enough light. Like imagine we weren't in a part of the universe where there were lots of suns and stars. And therefore, we it was predicted we would go into a dark ages, by the way. It's not just a European phenomenon. Other tribes across the world speak about this darker time. And, and so as, as our minds became less illuminated, you know, we saw all the, you know, pretty, a pretty um, limited way of being and existing and expressing and being yourself. Um, what happened, and, and, and why King Solomon three and you know, three thousand years ago, so actually brought all the mystery schools together and three thousand tribes to consolidate, to share, and to test every single tool, healing, alchemy, Kabbalah, metaphysics, everything, all the tools and teachings and everything were tested to find the best system of teaching, the best system of healing, the best system, the best tools, the best uh, tools of transformation. Um, so. This was done because there was a vision into the future where we where actually would have more light available coming into our sector of the universe. And that light, we know how light works. Light comes in from the universe and it illuminates the mind. And so more light would be available. So the actual opening of this mystery school wasn't just, oh, let's do this one day. It had been set in motion for thousands of years. It was known that it would have to open its doors. But we had to wait for the planetary alignment for more light to come in. Now, all that's really happening uh, is, in fact, there was a massive planetary alignment in 1997 and another massive one in 2002. So it's funny how you link the 2000s. You're absolutely right. But what has happened is not something negative. It is it is more light that has come into our section of the universe. And that light has illuminated the dark areas of our society that are not working. 
And even when we try to fix an existing system, um, you know, we try, 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 put effort into it, but that system ultimately is flawed and it crashes down again and it crashes down again. So the, the reason is more chaos is because the light that's coming in is causing a continuous alchemical transformational action that is not allowing the dysfunctional outdated ways of being to exist anymore and the the yes this is it is yes why the mystery school one of the mystery schools had to open because it had to teach people about the fact that we are in the most dynamic alchemical transformational process ever you've never had so much light come in we've ever had so um so much shift in technology and ease of life plus the collapsing of society concurrent because this light is coming in and we have never been trained in how to lead a truly successful life body soul a spirit mind heart we haven't had the tools we we go to school to learn how to get a job that's that's what happened in the industrial revolution when the school systems were established really as a consequence of of factories industrial revolution because then suddenly people couldn't read and write and count and then the subjects began being developed in our modern day schools. So language and maths, and then a bit of geography, a bit of biology, all of these things were designed that we can get a job and, and literally participate, work for some, you know, for someone else and, and kind of, you know, function in that way. But we haven't had an education system which teaches us how to be ourselves in our power, in our joy, in our beauty, a being of good and beauty that contributes positively to the world around them. We haven't we haven't had that school. And so yes, the mystery school does need to be open. Um, not that every single human being is interested in that level of understanding, but what's always been true is that when certain core people um, have that higher understanding, they're the ones to impart it to many more. Uh, so it, it is for people that really want to understand this and become someone who can actually you know show others hey we don't need to do it the way we used to do it there are advanced ways of doing it we just didn't know we didn't have the knowledge we didn't have the tools we can do it um i mean you know think of mandela uh, one person you know one person made a huge impact and um you know when you have people that are trained in in hidden ways of be living a, um, an enlightened life and, and can show others how to do it, you, you know, it can make huge impact. Mm -hmm. So so that's kind of, yes, why? So yes, it did need to open, but it wasn't just a, oh, wake, wake up one day and let's do this. It had been yeah. for a very, very long time. Okay. And then, um, so um, hermeticism and alchemy, mm. how, do, how do they, are they kind of the same thing or is it is it one kind of, uh, mixes with the other are, are they kind of you know what's the difference why what's the two and and by the way there's more than just those categories but it is a it's a very good question um so hermeticism if you read some of the the sort of more accessible hermetic books maybe the Kabbalion is a bit more accessible i think most people associate it with um the mind but actually it is but it is really about understanding the divine order in the universe. There is an order in the universe that works in accordance with the mind of God. 
And that divine order produces only good. And that good gets expressed in this physical life through beauty, through beautiful ways of being, through all levels of beauty. Beauty is not just a physical thing. It is also a physical thing. But it's it's about living a, a, a life of, of beauty and goodness. So there is, in fact, order in the universe. There is a structure. There is divine order. Many people just want to do things their way. But actually, to create good and beauty, there is a structure. There is a system. There are principles that are universal. They're not um, subject to human opinion. They, they're not subject to dogma. They stand true throughout the entire universe. Um, and they bring this divine goodness and order to the universe. So hermetics, when we study it, it cleans up the mind. It brings massive clarity. And it allows us to direct our mind in a way that we now bring good and beauty into our life and therefore into the lives of others. Um, alchemy is really about um, evolution. It's about, um, in, you know, alchemy, we talk about transmutation and transformation. Um, so transmutation refers to the mind, transformation refers to the physical. There's, alchemy has many dynamics to it, so I'm really giving you a, a very simplistic understanding. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, in alchemy, we purify and refine, we purify, first of all, the dross. Um, and when we're talking about spiritual alchemy, we're talking about we we are we are the nugget. We are we we ourselves as a being, a, a body, a soul, and a spirit. We are this nugget. And when you when you pull gold, gold out of the out of the ground, and we, we would know this because you know South Africa is a gold mining country, or certainly was. Um, when you pull it out, it's not just an, it's not just itself entire. It has got iron ore and dirt and all kinds of amalgams. It's kind of like a messy thing. And the dross is all the stuff that is covering that gold. And in our case, as a body, soul, spirit. We have a lot of concepts that stop us from that divine order of God. We have a lot of ideologies. It's a lot of it is ideologies and ideas. I'm right, you're wrong. It, it, it's so many human beliefs and emotions that are being held onto and spiritual traumas. There's so much dross, you know, stuff that has to be purified. And so the alchemical process purifies the dross um, to get us to the incorruptible within. And the incorruptible is our absolute pure essence that cannot be corrupted by any outside circumstances. So as you use alchemy to purify your body, soul, spirit, you you evolve, you, you, you accelerate your evolution to your the purest state within, uh, to your divine essence, to the goal that no one can swear you on. So as you reach high states of mastery, People can throw their opinions at you. They can say whatever. And you're just like, uh-huh. <laughs> There's, It's not corruptible. Like gold doesn't tarnish. It's it's not corruptible. Um, and, and you stay entire and you stay as a, an expression of good and beauty in your world. So different. Um, alchemy is also about work hand in hand. But they, yeah, I mean, I think I've studied, you know, alchemy, hermetics, Kabbalah, shamanism, um, it, just honestly, like astrology, there's just so much. Uh, I, I've been interested in everything, so I've I've, I've tasted many different um, pieces, uh, but they are different. 
They, they're yeah. they're each their part. And certain people who we are at our core, certain different uh, teachings resonate more with you at a certain level. So that's why there is so, so much diversity in spiritual progression and training. Um, Julia, also, so when you're talking, when you speak to a lay, I'm going to say lay person, let's, let's talk about the, the, the normal, <laughs> the normal, the normal oh, yeah. man on the street. Yes. Um, when you when you talk about alchemy, the only thing that they know, or okay, look, we do know a little bit more, but the only thing that they know is, oh yes, um, that oh. is turning lead into gold. Now, how how did that come about? Truthfully, there is, and indeed, there is yeah. indeed a formula. I believe, uh, I, I I believe there is indeed a formula that can turn lead into gold. Okay. Uh, however. The missing ingredient, I understand. I beg to be. This is, you know, I beg to be corrected. But I, but, but, um, the missing ingredient to do that is the alchemist him or herself, and you have to be literally pure as a driven snow. Have no corruption in your mind, in the concepts in your mind, and the in the in, in emotional baggage. You have got to be a pure alchemical vessel. A like being of complete magic, a being of complete magic and miracles. Okay. All right, that's a, cool. It's almost like when Christ said, you can do what I can do and more. You mm. are so pure. You're at that gold state. You are the missing ingredient to make that happen. So, you, you know. You'll probably be able to turn around the water as well then. Cool. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you do that in my house? I mean, water what? into wine. <laughs> Sorry, I'm going from like a person in recovery, so obviously I, I'm going the other way. Like. <laughs> Well, let's, let's, yeah, the I mean, make the wine to water. <laughs> I mean, wine is supposed to really only be used as a sacred sacrament. It was never ever supposed to be used for anything else. And and one of the laws of the universe, uh, which from hermeticism, um, you know, overuse teaches, is bad. Not even overuse. The law of cause and effect. If you misuse something that was not intended to be used for social use, mm. there is an equal and opposite reaction, and you cannot escape that law. So wine was intended only for holy purposes. Okay, I know. But, I know the Native American, um, uh, the guys use tobacco when they exactly. in the uh, when they in the uh, sweat lodges and that when they're chatting. Well, that's when exactly. they're communicating with the Great Spirit. And then, unfortunately, the Westerners took that and just started smoking. So, and that's and, why we have all these issues. In the principle of hermeticism, the laws are absolute. One of the laws being the law of cause and effect. My my mother died of lung cancer. She was a fantastic, phenomenal inspiration to humans. She was incredible. But from the age of whatever, convent girl, you know, repressed to late 40s, she smoked 40 to 80 Texans a day. Hmm. There was a consequence, you know, to that. And 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 that's a law of cause and effect. I mean, ultimately we're gonna die anyway, right? So that was just the way that happened. But you know, it is tobacco. It's very holy. It's a super holy plant, and it's supposed to be used only for spiritual purposes. You'd use it in that way, only good, only good. Yeah, you know, this is, this is part of the laws of hermeticism, and they're absolute. They, they, they. You, you can argue blue into your face, but the consequences are shown in, in everyday life. Yeah. So, what's it? The universal law is is the law, and that's it. There's no changing it. Hmm. It's not. It's not subject to human. Desire, opinion, wishful thinking. I want to be an orange today. No, you're a human with five fingers. 
So a quick question as well. Um, I know Pythagoras is uh, one of the initiates uh, game back into those days. Yeah. Um, Will, Will was telling me at some stage that it took 20 years for him to actually move on. Why so long? Well, 20 years to get initiated. Yeah. Ah, yes, yes, yes. So that's a very interesting concept. Um, so, gosh, okay, we have three energetic systems, the body, which includes the aura, and that's it's, it's a lot to talk about, right? I'm not going to go into that in detail. The soul structure, which is much larger than the body, it's huge. It's actually really like diameter, it's huge. And then the spirit, which is infinite around that. And um, the truth is that the vibrational quality of our body aura soul and spirit is at a much higher oscillation and frequency today than it was in Pythagoras's times or in King Solomon's times. Um, because we, there is more light, there is more evolution, even though, as you said, the world is crashing around us, but, but we are literally almost fighting that which, um, doesn't produce good in the world. And every time people try to create something which is not pure, it crashes again. And then it crashes again. But in Pythagoras' time, there wasn't as much um, a spiritual light available. The actual energetic structure of humans wasn't as at higher vibration. So it literally just took longer to reach the vibrational state when you were ready for initiation. Th that's really it. I mean, the soul structure was, uh, was literally completely at a lower vibration. Um, and you had to really, really dedicate yourself for years and years and years to raise your vibratory frequency through initiation, through through spiritual practice. Well, maybe not initiation then, because they, they actually they had to wait before they were initiated, but through prayer, meditation, to be ready for initiation. Um, the big difference happened when that planetary alignment occurred on the seventh of the seventh, nineteen ninety seven, because the vibratory uh, frequency of, of humanity got to a certain level where it had never been before. Um, and many, many more people suddenly woke up going, oh, I, I want initiation. And they, they, ha they have to be ready, but it's not like you're going through 20 years of being ready. There, there is a, a process that 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 does happen, but it's, it's really quite <laughs> efficient, to be dead honest. Um, so those that are suddenly feel called, it's almost like they've been training for months and months in the dream time. By the time they meet a guide who can literally initiate them and raise their frequency to a much, much higher level, by that time, they're pretty much ready. I mean, sometimes I work with someone for five years before they're ready, but sometimes it's like I met William and, you know, five days later, three days later, you're ready, you know. Yeah. So, so look, nine, 1997 was a, so what you're saying is basically it was a, a mass awakening, basically. Yeah. Where people were waking up to the fact that there was something else, not just the, you know, this mundane, but there's something else going on. You know, I, I'm not sure. It, I would say, and and this is this is this is this is the importance of free will. There was a ton more light suddenly available, as if a veil that had been separating humans from accessing that information, the veil was now gone. Literally, a veil was no longer there, actually, to be precise. And so. It wasn't as if there was a mass awakening. There was the potential for people now to wake up. If people wanted to, they could. Because I must know, you know, I must say with with regards to the UFO um question back in the 80s and the early 90s, if you if you spoke about it, and we we discussed this at length, William, William and myself, uh, people used to think you were crazy and nuts, you know. But yeah, from from 
after 2000, well, I think about, we said already, 70% of the world already know that there's something else out there. So yeah, I think you're right. Eh? That was actually and that's pretty cool. We've been teaching the mystery school for thousands of years that mankind will not reach their high state without the galactic frequency. There is no ways we will reach the high states of evolution without galactic energy because because of many reasons that I'm not going to go in now, but it's critical that that we 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 re- receive understanding of the galactic energy in order to evolve. So it's a huge piece. And yes, as you said, now people are like, you know, much more open to even considering that we are not alone. But you're right, 70s, 80s, 90s was like... But, but we're, we're, <laughs> we're a small minority, us UFO nuts. So we should actually put into that victimhood group with the rest of the minorities. No, 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 we are not saying... We are not... You know, we we should become first when we get applied for a job and stuff because we're quite a minority. <laughs> and you know, and we're all about empowerment, and we are not victims, and we teach people about who they really are, their real potential, and no, 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 none of that. We are not victims, no matter what we've all been through, no matter how many traumas we've been through. We have choice to transform. No, any that's, and all. that's what I love about it because, like, because the world is going through a whole thing of like. It's all about victimhood and whoever is the biggest victim wins the biggest prize and gets treated the same. And, and that's what I love about this because like when I went through this in my initiation, I totally realized that I'm actually in control of everything in my life and I took control, con- uh, 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 absolute responsibility for everything that I was doing and I realized that I can actually, can, and I'm totally empowered, uh, empowered of everything that I'm doing and it was very empowering. And that's... Um, was just it was that's, uh, it was that's pretty cool man it was a, yeah. a relief you know what i mean so uh not saying that i was a, like a, a victim or anything like that but it just really opened yeah. no 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 i i know we're joking about it because it, it, it is it is it is you know it, it doesn't help it doesn't help it doesn't help the human mind to think we're a victim in fact it breaks down the the power of hermeticism it literally breaks down that we can we 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 can produce good and beauty. It it breaks down divine order. It doesn't help us to 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 evolve, to accelerate, to reach out for more. So yeah, no, it's uh see I have a flashing light in the background. It's like like some, you know, magical being is is like flashing. You, you may have noticed it on the replay, there's like a light. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um Julia, quick question. Um if if we've got people listening and they're interested in this type of thing, how do they how do they Getting communication with you guys, you know, is there a website they got to go and uh, see? Because uh, I mean, I'd never heard of it. Will, Will was the first, you know, he chatted to me and said, "Hey, man, I'm going to go to this uh, mystery school, and I'm so keen to do this." I'm like, "What? What mystery school are you talking about?" That <laughs> I've never heard of it in my life. You know what? The best thing to do is always to work with a guide uh, uh, like myself, because then we can direct you. You know, depending on what country you, you're dialing in from, or we, you know, we can answer your questions. Some of us are multi. We work multi countries. Sometimes there's a certain person in your area that's just ideal for you. So I think just you know, like I'm very happy to 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 um to filter inquiries, and I do it for people all over the world, and 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 you know wherever is wherever anyone needs to send people. So I think just popping me an email would be would be great. Um, uh, Julia at juliatiffin.com. I'm sure we can you know somehow make put it in a link. Yeah, put it in a link. Because it's, it's it's we I will serve whoever whoever in the world and wherever we need to send someone and direct them to what's best and easiest for them. It, it's a it's a it's a pleasure to do that. No, awesome, man. And then um, you know the process. I'm assuming, 
you know, being being a, a mystery school, there's a lot of mystery, obviously, but there's a certain there's a certain process to to follow um, meditation, prayer. Uh, well, I don't know if prayer really falls into it, but meditation and that kind of stuff. I'm assuming it, it's it's quite it's quite high. Uh, William and I were, were chatting a little bit about the Monroe Institutes uh, that we've started doing the Gateway Experience. So uh, with the out of body experience and those kind of things. So I don't know if that kind of works with you guys as well. I'm not sure. All of it. In fact, one of our um, we have a um, it's a PhD um, uh, Teresa um, Dr. Teresa Bullard Wyke, um, her mom actually works for the Monroe Institute, and she's um, a PhD scientist. And uh, we we work with a lot of the Monroe Institute's information and also their music. So absolutely, you know, there's a where there is good in other parts of the world, we we know how to work with it, if you know what I mean. Absolutely. And so also, to answer you uh, more, Lee, there's that when you get initiated, that like in the classes, there's like a few, there's quite a few initiations you go to. It's not like you just get initiated and you know everything. It's like there's like quite a lot of initiations, but some very low level. But like the, the and when you get initiated, you do learn a, a certain amount of rituals, practices, prayers, meditations. They, they give you like a whole like. Tool. Oh, yeah. Of of all of this stuff, and um, it's it's just very helpful. I mean, like there's so many different uh, kind of um, yeah, you know, rituals, prayers, and and meditations, like a little toolkit they give you. And it kind of grows where you get higher and higher. And there's more. And how do you progress? Well, wow. Okay, so how do you progress? I mean, it's we're all about progression. So all we want for you, is, you know, is to progress. So. That's why right from the very first initiation weekend, we give you incredible tools of power. They're not like, you know, those bicycle training wheel, you know, rituals or whatever, or tools that you, that you get, you know, because you're like a, a baby. The, the truth is that those tools that you get in the very first initiation, I've still used 20 years later. And in fact, they've gotten more powerful. And yes, I have a gazillion more tools that transform my, my structure, help me to take you know total you know responsibility for my life and shift and transform and really access who I really am but we give you tools of power straight away so you know how do you progress the minute you get initiated you are on a path of accelerated progression because of what happens in the initiation um you are literally unfettered now from the matrix that pulls you down and you are now allowed to freely move forward towards light and goodness just through the initiation itself besides more protection and more you get more guides, and besides holding way more light, you're now on a fast track to really discover who you are. And to just just over time, just downloading that very first initiation, you will naturally progress. And then we give you tools that kind of accelerate that process. Um, so everything's about acceleration and progression. So even if that is the one piece that you receive, you will keep progressing faster than you ever have before. And some of us get called to further initiations. And then these multiple initiations are almost getting stronger and accelerating on top of each other. It becomes uh, quite profound. This is not something we did um, thousands of years ago. We're now able to do it because we hold that much more light on average in the human consciousness. So just receiving the, the first level initiation, it is actually uh, an act of saying i want to progress and i don't want to stop progressing um just the very fact that you receive four new guides that are 
right next to the throne of God. They they know who you are. They, they you know, if you if you come along one day and go, oh no, I, I don't know how to do it. I just, I really don't know. And I and you know, I just don't think I can. They're like, hey, Julia, you can do it. What, what you can do it. They they know who you are. So falling, you know, falling and being being a victim is not an option anymore. Um, you've got ten times more light to see who you really are. Your um your whole structure is now aligned towards good and beauty. Humans actually fight it a lot. They 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 fight to sustain uh, traction going towards what's good and beautiful uh, in your life. And uh, the initiation realigns uh, your your natural your 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 unnatural flow towards that which is not good for you and aligns you to that which is good for you. Well, can I just say something on that subject? Because the first when I got initiated by you the first time, it really was uncomfortable. Yeah. My life got a really but was really like chaotic and it was a bit difficult and it was it was it was like and I and I was like like because I was fighting against something because as you say like I was because uh, uh, my life was going like this and you initiate me and I was going like this and I'm like trying to like, like no, no no come on just like, I was going this way just come back here and it was it was yeah. it was difficult enough and when I was fighting it so hard I kept on thinking like you know this initiation is not working because my life's actually really shit now but it was because I'm like I'm going in the wrong direction and I'm and it's trying to pull me this way and I'm I'm fighting with all my might to go this way still because I was going that way and it was just like it was just so uncomfortable and everything was just and I, and I was I can't explain it but I was in this turmoil like but then when the second initiation when I went to healers academy everything just fell into place it was just like the serenity that came over me when I came out of there it was just like it was like it was like something I'd, I'd been looking for my whole life but I didn't know I was looking for it my whole life until I was there and I realized that geez I've actually been looking, looking for this since I was like five years old and it and it, everything just came into place and it just fell and it and it, it, like the anxiety of everything in my life just came off of me and I, and I just realized that it, it this that as you say like when you realize who you really are but but it but it was it was so profound that it was like it's like I'm addicted to it now it's like I just I can't wait I just want to I just want to get to the next thing when is the ritual masters thing happening when is he the KMT happening I'm just like I'm so yeah. into it now yeah and we want to be balanced and mature and not addicted to you know we also and, and that's part of the maturation like addicted to it, but wow. it's just no. such, it's just such an amazing like thing in your in my life that I'm just like I just I just want more of it so you know I, I, so, I'm not, let me clarify. Let, let, let me clarify because your your the time duration between the first initiation and the second was actually quite short. Um, but let me clarify for you a couple things. So in the first initiation, something happens which we never ever do again. We never have to do again. It does happens first time, which is why that first initiation could you know in many cases people have come to me, they've received that, and their life has transformed and. I've watched them blossom over years and it's pretty incredible. So um, humans, now this is an interesting concept. We actually fight that which is good for us. So so when something is good, you know, we will collapse into gossip or stop doing a good habit or you can't sustain it. Or, I mean, I always always think back to Facebook during that first global lockdown and I was so, <laughs> I was so like, yeah, I've got time. There's so much I can do and catch up on. I saw the opportunity and sure, I mean, I wasn't working and all of that, you know, but I saw the opportunity that was immediately I went to the good. Immediately I went there. Then I turned, looked at Facebook and I was like, that wasn't a good idea. Um, because people, 
it's 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 almost easier sometimes to collapse into complaining and moaning and, and all of that. So what happens with the first step initiation is that your your flow goes back to where it needs to be, which is a flow that moves towards that which is good. Um, and then that good produces beauty. And it's the same flow of God and the flow of the universe and the flow of nature. And finally now we 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 flying straight and 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 so day by day as that initiation downloads, it's like um if your north star is here, you've actually been veering off you know in that direction. And so it's like very slowly it starts, you know, veering you straight. Now, for some people, it could be a week. For some people, it could be six months, sometimes three months. You know, we are different and we have a different programming. So what you need to understand is that this is just from my little bit of neuroscience that I know. So neuroscientists out there can correct my accuracy, but I think the principles are correct. So when you have over time, uh, so thinking consistently in a certain way, sort of doing consistently certain negative habitual patterns, it literally, you know, means that you're only using certain wiring in the brain. And a lot of the juicy, the whole brain activity that we have before the age of reasoning, before the age of seven, that actually gets switched off. So we have a very limited functionality in the brain. So when you get initiated, your whole structure is now aligned towards opportunity, possibility, goodness, beauty. Um, ease, flow. But you must remember that the mind has been programmed. And so if you have, if you, if you look at your life and you look at your mental health, you know, how much anxiety, how much um, ADHD, how much how much stress do I have? How much, you know, what's going on? How much depression do I have? It, it gives you indication of how much programming and limitation there is in the mind. Um, and so uh, what happens is it's, it's unfortunate. We can't just go and cut the wiring that's become hardwired with a pair of scissors um and we can't just like cut that and then sort of you know but but the great thing about neuroscience says is that the brain is really plastic or it can reshape itself so after initiation as the flow starts going correct in your life uh things gently start opening and creating new wiring so that you you don't you kind of create wiring that gets stronger than your habituated programming and patterning that you've had from the age you were born until the age you are today. So, you know, if you, um, William, if you had not received the second step initiation, you know, you would have had that shift maybe, you know, in a month or two months or three months after that. It's hard to say because everyone is different and our programming is a bit different. But the initiation, it's like water. You know, water is so powerful. It will keep going against that freaking rock and it will break it down into sand over time. It, it is just, it is hermetic. It is it is the way water works. And so once you're realigned, it will happen. Now you had the privilege and the calling and the feeling, oh, I need, I need another initiation. And you and and honestly, it was that extra bit of light, um, quite a lot more light that comes in with that. Like it's literally plugged into your structure it's like you've got more cables now uh, you know downloading more light that just you know um i, um, I want to use the word bluxom but anyway that's that sort of like flows so much i don't know it's, that word is just so delicious and i'm in the uk but i just you know crave my afrikaans words so it just <laughs> floats so much light into the brain that it just facilitated that breakthrough in in your brain structure as well as your soul and your mind and everything so that was a really, really good thing for you because, you know, maybe because of your programming and what you've been through in your life. 
and how you how your brain had become wired subsequently. That was the piece you needed. Uh, it's not that everyone you know must go first and then second within a period of time. We are different, and the key is that when you when you've got more light flowing through you, and when you're more aligned to that which is good and beautiful in you, you you know what you need to do. You know, it, 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 it's the funniest thing. I um, When I was at school, I was doing a lot of hard sports and, you know, first team water polo, first team netball, first team hockey, head of cross country, triathlons. And I, I kind of hated doing them because I felt like I was forced to do it. And so when I left school and went to university, I resisted, you know, hardcore sport with a passion. And the truth is that my body is built for it. I'm I'm built for it. And me resisting that was actually me fighting that which is good for me. And within four months of my first step initiation, I was 29 years old, hadn't done hard sports since I was probably 16, 17. And I just had to do Kung Fu. And I mean, all these kids were like 19 and 17, 18. It was like this 29 year old, which felt like super old at the time. Now I think it's hilarious. But but the point is that actually the reason it took me four months is because I had to wait for four months for the next course to start. I would have started the next week, but I stopped resisting that which was good for me. And I've been fighting it for so long. Um, so it's just a silly little example. But, um, you know, physical health is important so that I can deliver on my purpose, you know, to God and, and my body is is functioning at a better level. So but but. Again, we all different, and when we align to our soul in a better way, which is what happens with initiation, it's easier for us to have that inner knowing. Oh, I need to do kung fu. That could be your next piece piece in your personal progression, because using your physical body could unblock energies in your body, which allow more spiritual energy to come in, which allows epiphanies to come in. So, uh, whatever happens, initiation facilitates progression. And giving you the tools of progression in your own hands, giving you back that to yourself is is so key. You know what? It, it's magic, man. It's magic. It is literally magic. It's starting to live on a path of magic where things you didn't think were possible are possible. Yeah. Um, um, that is what it is for me. Um, I, I genuinely felt I was sitting in Empower Thyself in Seattle when I did it, my initiation weekend. It was a really cool cat high on catnip which really helped <laughs> and um i was sitting there going oh my god i just fell down the rabbit hole in alice in wonderland and that is real and suddenly the whole veil of the mundane of just this heaviness of everyday life suddenly that just pulled away yeah well, incredible but i mean and suddenly, uh, oh my god yeah just, just, magic is real yeah Okay. Well, thank you, Julia. I don't know if we're going to uh, manage to get you back there. I know you, it's probably the rain. It's the rain in England, dude. It's always raining in England. <laughs> That's probably causing all the caca. So thank you so much. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Cool. Yeah. But yeah. So, well, look, yeah, that's it. That's it uh, for tonight's podcast. Uh, thank you for everybody for listening to us. And please follow us on uh, Podbean and uh, YouTube or uh, Apple Podcasts, where you can find us kind of anywhere and everywhere. Just uh, look on a strange, um, strange and mysterious world. And um, yeah, I hope to see you guys uh, actually, hope you see us soon. Thank you very much.